Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 390. We're 10 episodes away from episode, 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 four, episode 400. And I'm excited. You guys know we always like to do something fun for our centennial episodes. And um, so let us know. Let us know. We're fresh. We're in the moment. If you got a cool idea, even if it's crazy, um, let us know. Uh, and we will uh, we'll, we'll take it into consideration. We might not do it depending on how crazy it is, but we will take it into consideration. I promise. Um, something that I would be remiss to not point out, and I meant to point that out uh, yesterday is I want to say a great job to Illumination for bringing the heat last week, picking up the slack for me. Um, all of our usual subs completely fell through and she just rose to the occasion. She was like, I got this. And, um, and she did an amazing job. So everybody show her some love in the comments, please. Uh, she, it's not an easy thing to come out here and do this. I do it five days a week and I'm used to it. It's not an easy thing. Um, it can be kind of daunting, especially when you're like thousands of people are going to watch this, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, illumination is an amazing, does an amazing job. Um, we'll also formally introduce this other person soon, but we officially have a new person in the house on the Elijah fire team. His name is Eric. So everybody say hi, Eric, uh, show him some love. And, uh, we're really excited to have him here. He's got lots of, he's got the skills, he's got the gifts. Uh, and he's got the passion, super excited. So also I wanted to point out that, um, this upcoming Saturday, February 24th, uh, we are dropping the next teaching series that's being converted over to podcast form. It's a three-parter. It's called marriage 101. It was hosted by Lauren and myself. Um, as you guys know, we are big advocates for healthy relationships, big advocates for healthy marriages. Um, and the great thing about this is we're joined by three different couples, one of whom are, are, uh, the guests of today, uh, they're episode one, Mina and Yvonne, and it was amazing. Uh, but then we also had Costin and Mandy and Ryan and Christina, all of them have very different backgrounds, very different ways in which, um, they met each other and the process they went through and refinement to where they are now. Uh, and their marriage is a testament to God's faithfulness, uh, when we stay committed. Uh, to him and we stay committed to one another. Um, but the thing I love about relationships, whether it, you're talking about romantic relationships, especially if you're talking to romantic relationships, there's a lot you can glean from even if you're single. Um, and I'm very vocal about that, that whether you're in a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship, I try to share values and principles that can apply whether you're in friendships with people or you're in a romantic relationship. So uh, this is a great series, you guys. I had a blast. Lauren did as well. We definitely want to do more on relationships and marriage and things like that. Uh, but this is a nice a little uh, a little package to whet the appetite. So that's going to be dropping. All three episodes are going to be dropping on Saturday, February 24th. So be looking out for that. It's dynamite. Super excited. Um, I'll tell you what else I'm excited about. I'm excited about today's show. We're going to be talking about something. I know that a lot of you guys have been really going through some stuff. Um, there's a lot of you guys that pray for regularly. Um, I'm seeing a lot of you guys' comments and just uh, really enduring through some hard stuff. So I think this episode's really going to encourage a lot of you. 
Um, and uh, so anyways, uh, my guests today are ministers, they're prophetic voices. Uh, they're also the founders of Celebrate Freedom Ministries. Without any further ado, let's give it up for our guests, friend of the show, friends of the show, Mina and Yvonne Adia. Hey, hey welcome back hey, to Elijah Fire, both of you. Thank you. What an honor. Thank you. Thank you. You've got the menorah. You've got the menorah. We had to like adjust it so we could see the menorah in the background. That's it. That's it. That's how we do. Someone's going to be on fire yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Camel's Jeff, that was a prophetic word that you, we released. And when we were together in Israel, I said to me that we've got to buy some camels. Yeah. Well, it was funny because we released a prophetic word that camels are coming home. And it was just out of like. We just saw camels. What? Yeah. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. Great time. Yes. Yeah, what does that mean? What oh, does that mean? The camels are coming back. Yeah. What is that? What is... Well, camels were always, um, you know, animals that represented wealth. So, yeah. for example, you know, if someone had a camel, it meant that they were very wealthy. wealthy. And so, um, you get to see the story of um, Rachel and, and yes. So when he went, I, Isaac and Rebecca, um, when she was chosen for him, they came back with so much camels, which mean and camels carry stuff. Camels are normally seen in the desert in the Middle East. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even the Queen of Sheba, when she came to Solomon, the Bible says that she had so many camels loaded. So when you say the camels are coming back, it means that God's bringing in this great um, prosperity. And when we say prosperity, we're not just talking money. But we're talking wealth. wealth. We're talking God bringing relationship healing, God right. restoring. So that's what was meant by that message. It's, it's whatever has been stolen. You know, so many believers that just like, oh, I was, you know, I believed in healing. I believed in deliverance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, my experience is not like that. Or, you know, I had great wealth or I had a business or, I had, you know, life mm -hmm. happens. And yeah. then things uh, are taken from us because there is a thief that comes to steal and destroy and kill whatever we have. And then they say, oh, but it's God's will. They don't know if it's God's will. Did he allow it? Did he not allow it? And, and you know, it's it's this whole thing. So when, when God showed us, I think it was in May last year, yeah. uh, the camels are coming back. It's it's a time of restoration. Mm, so, you know, like if, if it's even one word that people will understand or remember as a prophetic sign when they see camels or dream of camels, uh, I love dream interpretation. And when people say, oh, what do you think about this? And what, what happened there? And why am I dreaming of camels? And they're loaded and I'm in a, in a deserted place or in a desert. Yeah, but you don't understand because God could be telling you, even though you think, and this might be a word I feel by the Spirit of God. Yeah. It might be a word for someone because yeah. we didn't even think that we were going to uh -uh. talk about camels. But uh -uh. if you love, dude. think yeah. that you're you're traveling by yourself and it's a <laughs> desert, it's a yeah. desolate. It's there's nothing there. There's no green. There's it's if you've ever been in the desert, you think, oh my goodness, I, I would I would only last a few hours. Scorching mm -hmm. heat, sand everywhere, no water to be seen, and and then you're loaded. And this is the word that even though you, you journey in a desert or you think that you're in the desert, you are actually loaded. You carry what it takes. You carry the Come kingdom. On. You carry already. You have all what it takes in Jesus the Christ. Amen. 
and and you're just going through the journey but you're loaded so sometimes the lord the holy spirit will 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 allow us to to just be prompted in our prayer time or even in prophetic words that the camels are coming back which means i'm restoring all things Amen. come on <laughs> yeah that, that was his promise for the church when the yeah. outpouring of the spirit it was a sign of restoration from Joel 2. It was hundreds of years prophesied before, but it came through when Jesus ascended and he sent the Holy Spirit. It was a time of refreshing, a time of birthing, a time of restoration, a time of healing, deliverance, a time for the church to just go forth and preach the good news of the gospel. Yeah, come on. And I, you know what's interesting too? Um, this is kind of fresh, so I'm having a hard time. I may have a hard time fully articulating it, but something that I've observed within, um, there's kind of a perspective shift that that God is inviting us into because there are going to be some challenging things that happen, but there's also going to be a lot of good things happening as well. And if we're not careful, things can be perceived as bad that are happening to us when in fact they actually could be uprooting certain things that need to go. Yeah. Allow us to be refined into a process. And so I'm observing this within certain people's lives right now that I know um, that are different stages of their walks, but there's certain things that have happened to them that aren't as bad as they think they are. And I can feel the peace of what's on the other side of this thing. If they just yeah. let go of their, control of their situation the the, yeah. the 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 i guess maybe there might even be some idolatry in their life in terms of things that they're hyper focused on that they actually shouldn't be and um mm -hmm. and so i do feel like that as well of like like you were saying like you have what it takes like yeah. you, yeah. you're in this craggy nasty dirty dusty desert you have what it takes yeah, yeah. i mean when when we're yeah. newborn in in christ where the newborn is, yes, their organs haven't developed, their muscles haven't developed, they haven't developed as an adult, but they have all their organs, they have all their muscles, they have all, you know, when, when we grow up from an age of 10, let's say, to 20, we don't grow new limbs. It's just right. maturity to yeah. understand and to use them and to see what is already within. But... I, I suppose this is so in line with, you know, being faith-filled believers and yeah. what it means for, do we get our reality from the capital K kingdom reality with the capital R reality, or do we get our reality from what we're going to see even this year and what, what's about to unfold? And yeah. as you said, there is going to be so many things that people are going to think, how did God allow this? And why did God allow this? And why am I suffering like this? And why am I going through this problem? But where are we receiving our revelation from? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I do want to encourage people like I'm actively walking through challenging stuff, too. And I'm kind of in a unique position where there's things down the line that I know are coming down the line, like actually like certain things I can't divulge right now. But that some of them are going to be challenging to walk through. But at the same time, there's a lot of really good stuff as well that I'm like, how can I be disappointed or bummed out about this thing when God, you're doing this yeah. thing in my life. And, and so I'm, that's, that is walking. I'm walking that out myself, mm -hmm. you know, but I have so much hope knowing that like God is good. God is going to take care of us. 
he's going to see us through because we do have what it takes, you know? So if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. You know? Amen. Boom. All right. Yeah. So we are going to talk about, uh, you guys are going to be speaking about the four different levels of faith and just detailed through moments in scripture. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. let you guys just dive on in yeah. and take us on a journey. Yeah, sure. And, you know, as I was sharing with you just before to the live broadcast, this yeah. we, we used to teach this in such great detail for anyone who was part of our healing ministry back in Sydney, Australia. Why? Because when someone is called into a healing ministry, as we were having, a, you know, a full on healing ministry, teaching people on the weekends and then doing like a, a once a month event where we actually you know, people who come and they're newly baptized and then they go, okay, so what do I do? You think if I lay my hands on someone, someone's going to get healed? I say, yeah. And you have the biblical background. You understand you are a faith-filled Christian believer. Because, you know, you know, Jeff, not every believer, and, and this is where, where this teaching starts, is faith-filled. Yes, we are all faithful. And this is the play on words here. The, the English language makes that distinction. But we don't understand that believers can, can be head knowledge. You know how we say, oh, there is a, a spirit-filled believer. Mm -hmm. But all believers are spirit-filled. Mm -hmm. You cannot confess Jesus as Lord, as Paul writes to the Corinthians, except by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the Holy Spirit already dwelling in your heart mm -hmm. but then we make the distinction not all believers are spirit-filled believers why because some of them will believe in a rational god you know my experience mean you know not everyone gets healed therefore healing is not for everybody hmm. well that's a believer because we all believe in something but when we are faith Filled believers, faithful believers or faith-filled believers, their belief system does not waver, does not change mm. according to circumstances. But in general terms, believers, if you're not faith-filled, then you're going to say, well, I used to believe in that, yeah, but I no longer believe in that. Mm. And I feel by the Spirit of God that there's some people that you've shifted. See, this is against the actual biblical definition of levels of faith. And, and early church fathers, and that's where my, my heritage comes from, is they used to say, these are the faithful. Hmm. What they meant by that, these are the faith-filled believers. Hmm. But now we don't make that distinction because that's the other thing that is so important, that this faith, is out of a deeper convic conviction than a certain result of something. Hmm. You know, I believe in this, and therefore, because I believe in that, the outcome will be this. This is rationality. It goes against faith. Hmm. Because if we go to Hebrews 11, you know, and Yvonne's got it on a NLT translation, it says, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Hmm. But believing in something, doesn't have to be something that is much deeper, but it could. I could believe in a thing because there is scientific proof 
there is rational reasoning behind it, and therefore I'm a believer. Unfortunately, in the kingdom, we have many believers who are rational, who are wavering, mm -hmm. who will change their post on the belief system depending on what happens, but not ultimately the word of God, yeah. spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's very important to, if you like, before we even go into the different levels, to understand, am I a faith-filled believer? Because, yeah, we can all say, we're, I've, said, I've said the sinner's prayer, uh, I'm a believer in Jesus, I have a place in heaven. Yes, that's all here. You know, we say uh, head knowledge or heart knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we, we say that, yeah. make that distinction. And yeah. what a, a good example of what you're talking about, like everyone who professes Jesus has the, the the Holy Spirit like I I just think of like Matthew chapter uh, sixteen where, um, Jesus turns to Peter and he says, "Who do you say that I am?" And he says, "You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God." And it says, "Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, yeah. but by my Father in heaven." Yeah. So you know, I think that that is a good. I'm glad you said that though, because I think there might be people that are sitting here like. Maybe they're not the relationship with the Lord isn't as dynamic as they look at in the the, the, new, the New Testament or even believers living today. And they're like, they may feel so far behind. And then there can even be this frustration. I remember feeling that when I before I was really walking with the Lord, the things that really sparked me into this pursuit of him um, head first. It was in that obser observation of other people and being like, man. But then there was this part of me that was like, Am I doing something wrong? Like, I'm like, oh, hold on. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit's there. I'm just not engaging with him like I should, like these yeah. other people are. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely. And, and you know, Jeff, I'm going to get into the different levels of faith. And I really want to clarify something. When we say four levels, we're not saying that there's only four levels. Yeah. Uh, no one actually knows how many levels, but we're just going to talk about what I mean. It's four different instances where you see different measure. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 3, everyone has been given a measure of faith. And then it says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Therefore, the bottom line is we need faith. And so before I get into this, I'm just going to share something small that changed my perspective on faith because I love, I want to be a woman of faith. And it's not about posting, you know, things on social media saying, hey, you know, like quotes on faith. No, it's about applying what I believe to a situation. Because as you said, Jeff, there are many people that are going through stuff, right? And when they go through stuff, this is where their faith is revealed. Because what are you applying? It's exactly like wisdom. When we say, oh, you know, this person is operates in wisdom. Wisdom is not you say wise words or you give wise counsel or wise advice. It's not that. Wisdom is applying what you believe to a situation. So this is faith. Faith is how do you apply your faith to a situation? But this is something that I learned. And for me, it has helped me a lot. That how do you grow your faith? You grow your faith through relationship. 
So I'm going to give you an example, and it's going to make a lot of sense when I say it. I want you to imagine that there is this man, and he is a multimillionaire. And I'm only using money because it's going to help us understand what I'm talking about. He's a multimillionaire. He has one son, and he has a friend that he doesn't know very well. They both need $1 million to start a business. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Who do you think will need more faith to ask for the million dollars? So we have a son. His name is Raphael. And I can tell you, he operates in great faith. <laughs> when it comes to asking for anything, he, doesn't need much. he cracks me up. He does not need much faith. Like he will literally walk in our bedroom. Dad, I need that. He knows it's going to be granted. He knows why. Because he knows how much we dearly love him. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got Esther, our daughter. You know, it was just her wedding. Same thing, right? They know because it's out of relationship. Now bring someone who we don't know and mm-hmm. we don't have a relationship with. And they need, you know, $10,000 or whatever. It's not that we're not going to give it. It's just that they're going to require so much more faith because they don't know us. Mm-hmm. Now that set me free. So when the disciples said to Jesus, increase our faith, I prayed this prayer many times. And the Lord said to me, you want to increase in faith? And I said, absolutely. He said, don't focus on that. You focus on your relationship with me. And that's why the apostle Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know Christ. Because the moment you know him, you know how much you're loved how much you're honored, how much you're one with him. And so all of a sudden, you understand this freeing key. When the father sees you, he doesn't see Jeff. Hmm. He sees Jesus. Why? Because Jeff died. And that's the absolute truth. The apostle Paul said, the day that Christ died on the cross, I died with him. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was crucified with Christ. Did not did you not see me? No, we didn't see you. Yeah. <laughs> you were not on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that's you know far-fetched, yeah. Paul. But he's like, No, I was there. I really mm-hmm. was there. You know what I'm saying? It was his personal revelation of the gospel that he said, I did not receive this. From anyone, I received it from Jesus Christ directly. It was a personal revelation right. of I died with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. So all of a sudden, he's got big muscles, right? He's got big faith, right? He's like, I can do anything. You tell me what it is and I'll do it. Why? Who do you think you are? Now, you don't understand. Christ in me is the hope of glory. So that just gives a base, Jeff to the different levels of faith. You want to increase in faith? Great. Go and focus on your relationship with the Lord, especially, and this is something I feel by the Holy Spirit, Mm. is that God is a father. And if your relationship, right, with with your earthly father was suffering or it was not the best, right, people will struggle to go and ask God for something because they will think, man, if he was anything like my earthly father, Mm -hmm. then I I really don't want to know God. So in this area, you need to bring healing to that relationship as a father first. Mm -hmm. And when you come and understand 
you know, that worship song that says, he's a good, good father. It is who you are. Even if you have to sit there, I feel I'm speaking to someone, Jeff. If you feel you need to sing that song a thousand times, do it. If you need to play the song until you believe that he is a good, good father. He's not out there to destroy your life. He's not out there to watch you fail. And when you understand he is not just a good father, he is my good father. Mm -hmm. And I am so loved by him. And this is what happened when Jesus was baptized. The father said to Jesus before Jesus did any miracle, he said to him, you are my dearly loved son, not because you healed a thousand people, not because you did anything, but it's because it's who you are. Mm-hmm. And that released Jesus to know that my father loves me. And whatever I ask of my dad, who is in heaven, he can do for me. Now, what I'm just talking about, Jeff, will create the biggest muscles in faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you're stepping on the scene, right? And you're like, it is no longer me. And in, we grew up in Egypt, not, not for a long time, but we were born there. In Egypt, it's all about, do you know who my father is? <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Like what while everyone is sharing, I'm reminded now of John 11 when Jesus stands at the tomb of Lazarus and he says, he says something so deep, like we we don't really get the whole understanding of Mm. it. He says, Father, I know that you hear me all the time. Yes. And it's not because I have any doubt that you're going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but so that they can believe. That they may know that you hear me all the time. Oh, okay. See that relationship that Yvonne's speaking about. And Jesus, with a loud voice, you know, he, he, was, he was crying at the two. Then he has this shift because of that relationship that he had with the Father. And he came to reveal that relationship. And, mm-hmm. see, and so he says, Father, I know that you hear me when I pray. When I speak to you, I know I am certain. Mm-hmm. See, this is this is the faith that is conviction beyond doubt. Yes, that's it's right. not it's mm-hmm. not uh, wavering because oh, I might ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Some are hearing us right now, and they're saying that sometimes I pray for healing or deliverance, and I ask in Jesus' name. You know, like I, I, I hope it, I hope it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, this is not faith. This is. You believe in something because you've read about it. You've seen someone operate in, in the gift of faith. You've seen someone operate in faith for miracles. You've seen that. But you yourself, yes, you are a believer. Let me assure you of that. But you're operating in one of the levels that we're about to get into of that faith. Maybe you're operating in, I don't know if it's his will. Maybe he can't. Maybe he can. Mm. But th- that certainty that rose on the inside of Jesus, and he said, Lazarus, come out. He did not think, oh, I hope <laughs> when I call him, he's going to come out. <laughs> you know, that certainty. Yeah, like this will be really crazy if he actually comes out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like thinking that. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Jeff, that's where the church is at the moment. We get so excited when a miracle happens. <laughs> it should be the complete opposite. We should be so disappointed when a miracle doesn't happen. And then when miracles happen, when healings happen, 
when people operate in faith-filled people operate in in a measure of faith that is irrational to people outside they think you know you know this is the thing a lot of people think oh you've lost your mind and this is what paul said if i lose my mind i lose it for christ you know that's that's a gain right there because to the world to the to the normal society that we live in to the normal rational mind the reasoning for everything well faith goes completely against against that mm-hmm. and so if we are faith filled believers then we're going to we're going to elevate god's word we're going to elevate his promises we're going to elevate and i'm speaking to someone right now because you you've you've shifted your level of faith has gone down if you like that that's just an analogy it's not really down but it's it's the post has shifted because of your experience and that goes completely against the definition of the evidence of what cannot be seen cannot be seen if it can be seen it's not faith i don't need faith for it i'm believing because 1 plus 1 equals 2 but faith is completely different faith will tell you in the kingdom 1 plus 1 equals 1 in actual fact the definition of trinity in our god god the father the son the holy spirit one god mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense does it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess let's um let's get into it. The first one, we would say that we you know, just being in healing for so long, we've mm-hmm. always come across this one and I, we call this the if you can faith. So, okay. um this is mentioned in Mark 9 and verses 17 and it talks about when Jesus was up on the mountain in transfiguration he came down and there was this man who came to him in the crowd and he said to him teacher i brought my son to your disciples and they could not heal him so you get to see something jeff that what diminishes faith is when we allow negative experiences in life to shape our belief so his his mm. son was sick he brought the the son to the disciples because he would have heard that they do miracles so he may have come with faith he may have come with great expectation but when they could not heal him all of a sudden his faith was not based on the word of god it was based on the experience that was there And let me tell you this is the case of so many believers they have faith for something and then when they pray for it and they don't see what they pray for come to pass mm. what happens is that it then becomes well maybe God doesn't want to maybe it's not God's will so he comes to Jesus and he says to him my son is being demonized by the spirit and he can speak it throws him in the fire mm-hmm. and he's in a horrible state and so jesus is asking him how long has this been happening and he tells him how long and then he says something that ticks jesus off and i mean to say that because it's like what are you saying to me he says this to him but if you can do anything but if you can do anything then have mercy on us and do it hmm. and this is hmm. the situation and i want to encourage someone hearing me out there if you're hearing me now and you're thinking Yvonne that's me okay this is the lowest type of faith can i tell you that even your lowest type of faith 
will not stop the miracle from happening. Yeah. Because even in this story, this man had no faith whatsoever and Jesus still healed him. So we love faith, guys. Don't get it wrong. Faith is a great principle. It draws power out of the presence of God into your situation. Absolutely. But even if you, I'm trying to be real, even if you're sitting there and you're like, Yvonne, you don't know my story. You don't know how many times I had faith for something and it just didn't happen. And right now, it's not that I don't want to have faith. I I want to. I just don't know how to or I'm struggling. Let me tell you, even right now, you approach the throne room of God and you tell him how you feel. Hmm. Do not hide it from him because Jesus knew and Jesus didn't tell him off. He basically said to him, what do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus says to him, what do you mean if I can do something? Mm -hmm. Like, really? What do you mean? And then Jesus said to him, everything is possible Hmm. to those who believe. Let those words, let those words sink. Everything is possible. This is faith. Faith says there's no impossibilities. It does not flinch. It does not move its position. Mm. Even when the answer is no, faith is knowing that God's going to do it for me because his word says that he will. And, and you know, the, this, Jeff, this, this type of faith, unfortunately, we think, oh, this, a, lot of, a lot of our viewers will be like, oh, I'm, I'm past that point. Well, I want to put a proposed something to you, maybe challenge you. Because this is this is a situation with this man. He would have went to the twelve. Well, there were nine. The three went up with Jesus, right? Yeah. So he he's looking at the ministers. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the teachers. And he may have seen these people perform miracles, and and the people praying got healed, and he witnessed it. And, you know? and he's looking at them for the solution. He's not looking at God. He's looking. I've presented my problem. To your ministers, to your disciples. Yes. And that's where his faith is. He's looking at the person, many believers. You know, I, I, we get so many emails. Oh, Yvonne, can you pray? Because I know if Yvonne prays, this miracle is going to happen. See, the attention yeah. shifted yeah. from the, the miracle worker into the agents of the miracle or the the Mm -hmm. commissioned people and there's a lot and i want to challenge you right now because if you've put your faith in someone let me assure you of one thing they will always not always they will at some time in the journey somewhere in the journey disappoint you and if that was your ceiling and if that was where your faith was in or in, in, in someone or something and it failed, you're going to get so disappointed. And yeah. what will happen out of that is you're going to translate into maybe God can't, cannot do that miracle. Maybe he doesn't. And it's, it's, I know it sounds terrible that we can say God cannot. But, you know, in Mark 6, it says yeah. that he cannot actually... Jesus could not, not because he could not, but because their perception and their unbelief was so evident that it was almost rejecting him. We don't want Mm -hmm. you. We don't want your miracles. Oh, so many people in the healing ministry that would have come and they used to come and say, oh, but you don't know who prayed for me. Huh? Yeah. 
don't know how many people play <laughs> like, well first off i can identify your problem very quick uh yeah. here yeah right right <laughs> so that level of faith yet it is let, let's say if we put it on a scale it is probably one or two out of ten but unfortunately a lot of believers would get cornered in that type of faith and this is why from the get-go from the start we wanted to put some definitions of what is a belief system head knowledge and what is faith system faith in god unwavering irrational a conviction beyond explanation and standing on the word of how can they believe without hearing the word the word of what the word of god yeah. so that word of god produced that comes back to what Yvonne shared earlier it's out of an intimate relationship you know a lot of uh, those people or all of us we fall into that okay when was the last time god gave you a message through his word not not even a prophetic not a voice not a supernatural phenomena but just as you read the bible you know when was the last time you, it, the words leaped out and spoke to you and you took a notepad and you started writing because that's what where the spirit of god was telling you mm -hmm. oh I, I i can't remember brother mina you know because you know you don't understand my life and uh, you know all and and they make excuses this is exactly what this man did his faith system was in those people right and it's not because they didn't want to hear it's 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 not because they couldn't let me tell you that's why jesus got angry with them so even like ministers right now, like hearing this or people who are in the healing ministry and things like that. And I have my take on that story because I think the nine didn't want to heal because they were so jealous that the three went up and the nine were left. <laughs> this will show him. And, and yeah. yeah, this will show him. And that's why I, I can just imagine I've been to the mountain. We spent four days there. And I, I can just imagine Jesus coming down with the three boys and looking at the nine and looking at them and saying, ah, so you're so disgruntled. You're so upset with each other that you didn't want to heal this boy. Look what happened. Look what happened when when ministers get in strife together. And I'm going somewhere with this, which mm -hmm. I didn't even want to open that, that <laughs> at you all. started it, Mina. But, but that's what happened. People yeah. get turned off. People lose the vision and the sight of their faith in God mm -hmm. and begin to say, oh, but I go to this minister because he's more anointed than that minister. And yeah. if he prays, but then one, it will come sooner or later. I urge you to put your faith in Jesus. Jesus, the not a healer, Jehovah Rapha. Jesus, healer. That's his attribute. That's his identity. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, even Jeff, even <laughs> in that particular story, they asked him later on, they said, why couldn't we, why couldn't we heal? Why couldn't we heal him? And he said to them, because of your lack of faith. So that's another thing as well. You have to have faith to release healing into someone else's body. And so the importance of faith is so highly up there. But now we get to the next level. This next level is a, another character in the Bible. 
and he believes that God came. So that first guy in Mark 9, he didn't believe that God came. This one, he believes that God came. But his biggest obstacle is, is God willing? And if I am not sure of the will of God for my life, that will hinder my faith. Mm -hmm. That will diminish my faith. Because as a believer and as someone who genuinely loves the Lord, I never want to do anything that's not in line with God's will. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. I never want to receive anything because what if God is trying to teach me something through this sickness? What if God is trying to discipline me? I don't want to stop the disciplining. I want to be obedient to God. Mm -hmm. So that's what this person was suffering from. So this is found in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 42. And it says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus. And if you know much about leprosy, leprosy was this horrible uh, bacteria. Yes. And it really attacked the nervous system and people lost their flesh. It was horrible. And they were asked to live outside the city. Um, People were asked if they saw them, it had to say unclean, unclean. They wore bells so that they would be, in actual fact, Josephus, who was a first uh, um, century um, historian said that lepers were dead people. So they, once you say, Mm. it was almost like, you remember years ago when AIDS was new? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like, oh my goodness, they've got AIDS and they've got to be segregated and separated. It's not like that, you know? So that was even worse than that. Mm. So this person was emotionally dead, socially dead. He was dead. And so he had faith to come to Jesus and kneel before him. So he had a measure of faith. And so he begged him to be healed and said this, begging to be healed. And he said to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Mm -hmm. In other words, he believed that God came. And that now comes, so many more people are in this category, Mm. where if you ask believers, do you think God can move mountains? Yes, he can. Do you think God can heal cancer? Absolutely. Do you think I believe God can? Do all things. The biggest question is, is God willing to heal me? Yeah. Now, if I'm not sure of the will of God, I'm not going to have the faith to pray for my healing. Because I'm just going to think, but what if God doesn't really want to do that? I don't want anything that's against the will of God. Now, Jesus does the unthinkable. Jesus could have just released a command. Jesus could have just said, be healed. But to go ahead and touch the man is unthinkable. Because that meant that he defiled himself according to the Jewish Torah. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. What actually happened is rather than the flow of leprosy coming and defiling the body of Jesus, healing came out of Jesus to heal this man. What does that mean? This is, again, another low level of faith. It's it's higher than the other guy, but still. You know what the good news is? And that's going to put a smile on so many people's faces. Is that he got healed. Mm-hmm. 
is that he got healed. So even if you are getting it wrong, even if you're struggling yeah. with your faith, I mean, we're going to read about others that operated in greater levels of faith and boom, that healing was like yeah. crazy, right? But even those yeah. people, even if you're struggling, even if yeah. you're unsure, I'm here to assure you that even as we are speaking right now, I am believing that there is power coming out of your screen right now, touching your sick body, transforming your mind, doing the miracle that you think God is not going to want to do for you. And you know, Jeff, it's like modern day leprosy. Like leprosy now, you know, you might get the one rare, you know, episode of someone having leprosy. It's very unusual to find Mm -hmm. leprosy now. But I say the modern day leprosy is soul issues yeah i say yeah wow people are walking walking around in the spirit in the spirit realm they're lepers hmm. so they're how do you explain yeah. soul versus spirit for people yeah. that so, some people might not so know soul the is very very simple terms your will hmm. your emotions Mental health, yeah. Your 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 feelings on the inside, yeah, your mind, your, your mind. Yeah. You 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 can you can be saying, oh, but I have a hopeless spirit. I'll never. You see, you see, people walk around and say, but God allowed that I fail in business, and therefore I'm never going to succeed in my business. God oh. allowed that I don't complete my degree. I'm never going to complete a degree god allowed that i go through this accident and therefore i I have this disability god allowed see they they put a reason and then their soul is broken it's it's it has leprosy why because leprosy in the old testament or up to modern day medicine era it was a physical condition Mm -hmm. that deformed the physical appearance of someone. And so a lot of people in the inhaling ministry, I see a lot of people are walking lepers. Why? Mm. Their soul is is so squashed. They have a helpless spirit, hopeless spirit. They go in despair. They go into suicide. They go into mental health issues. They go into depression. They go into all of that. That's modern-day leprosy. That's modern-day leprosy where you're saying, Oh, but God allowed this condition. Yeah. God allowed. Because if he didn't allow, see, I don't know his nature because there's no intimacy with him. Therefore, faith does not rise. And therefore, I walk around like the leopard did, cast out of the city on the wrong side of the road with the bells screaming, leper, leper, and segregated from people. <sighs> On the yeah. on the wrong side of, of society, man. Because you see this even among the the young generation that are coming through, they 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 go into depression, and then it's like, oh, but nobody loves me, and nobody cares, hmm. and nobody listens. Hmm. This is all leprosy in in the soul. Yeah, that's really profound. Because is- yeah, like I mean, even going as far to say like. I know for me, for a long time, it was, then you kind of touched on it and it is differently if, if you're willing faith, which is I 100% believed in God providing for people, 
miracles, financial provision, vocational provision, mm-hmm. anything you name, like God was possible. It was possible. I got to witness it. I would pray for people and they would, you know, like a first healing. I first healing I ever experienced where I was like, Whoa, like praying for somebody and they got healed was during when I had this mentality of, I believe God can do this for others. I just don't think he wants to do it for me. Yeah. And even in that, by me still stepping out and still going like, all right, I see where I am, but I also, it's at war with the promises that you've given me in your word. Yes. uh, And you, you ensure that your word comes to pass. So God, even in the midst of me having this mentality, I'm still going to pray for somebody. And God still provided like God still used me, you know, so, even in that, even in yeah. the midst of that, that struggle, uh, yeah. like, that struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. And he does because he wants to elevate his children. Yeah. He wants to assure us, affirm us that if I come to my son or my daughter and say, I love you, son, I am proud of you. I have faith in you. You're going to conquer. You're going to succeed. Doesn't matter. You've had a setback. No, it doesn't matter. You know, but people need that. I, I so much believe that with people hearing us right now, you need the affirmation of God over you. Like Yvonne was sharing, the, the Father declared over Jesus, you are my beloved son in whom I am pleased. You know, that is the restoration of our soul. This is to restore us, to refresh us. This is not walking around like lepers did in the Old Testament. We don't see lepers in modern society now walking like that, no matter what they have, whether they have the bacterium or not. But there is a lot of New Testament believers, believers who are walking lepers Man. because their their soul, soul issues. That's why when we do the inhaling course, it's like, Oh my God, I didn't know that this is my identity in Christ. I didn't know that I was so restored. I didn't know that I was so loved. I didn't know that I didn't I didn't have to do anything for God to accept me. He accepts me the way I am. And so therefore, if he loves me so much, he must be willing. It's not his will for me to live a deformed life yeah. in, the, in the soul. That you you don't, if people are hearing right now and you have this, you know, like depression, that suicide, that you you, you say, even I I hear in my spirit right now, people are saying, God doesn't care about me. I tell you right now, he does. He is madly in love with you. Madly, not just in love with you. He's in deep, deep, uh, beyond understanding and beyond comprehension beyond words that can explain because he called you from the womb he separated you for him and he has great plans no i I love jeremiah 29 11 it's not just one plan and it fails oops and god will go oh all right i better do something for mina he's feeling terrible today because he failed again Oops, oops 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 you know it's it's not like that he has plans for you plans uh, see God with great plans. Straight up. It doesn't matter what you've been through because he has great plans for you. In, in actual fact, you know, the, the, the verses that we know out of Ephesians 2, we, we're saved by faith for what? For great works that we may what? Walk right through them. 
that God has commissioned us as the New Testament church to go and preach the gospel with what? Not philosophy, with his love. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, come on. Oh, I, I, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So let's go to point three because otherwise we'll just stay on this. Because I wanted to say more, but I'm like, no, we need to keep going. <laughs> uh, well, the next one, um, Jeff, is is beautiful. It's it's if I can touch him, faith. What does that mean? What is the if I can touch him, faith? The faith is action, and so you can't just have faith for something and not do anything about it. And so faith comes to life when you believe something. And then because you believe it, faith rises up. All of a sudden, you do something. And sometimes we miss out on our miracle because we don't want to do anything. And the reason why we don't want to do anything is because we think it's about us. Even for us, I remember early in the healing ministry, we, we were praying for people and there was this man who walked in on a wheelchair. And as Mina was saying, so many other people had soulish issues, but because it was not physical, I did not see it. All I wanted to do was pray for that man on the wheelchair. And I believe back early in the day that I had faith to, for, for it. So I went at it, prayed, prayed, prayed. He was paralyzed from head to toe and he'd never moved his toes. And as we were praying, he started to feel electricity in his toes and his toes began to move. Wow. Now, I was so excited, but I'll tell you something. It's a healing meeting that went wrong, okay? Because we, I just kept praying and praying and praying. Uh -huh. I said, even if this is going to take all night, even if this is what well, we pretty much wrecked the whole meeting, right? And it didn't go past that. Now, when I went back home, I was weeping. I was upset. Lord, where were you? Why didn't you come? And that night, the Lord began to heal my heart and said to me something. Did you take an action or you didn't? And I said, I did take an action. He said, that shows me that your faith is alive, that your faith is active. Now, there's a recipient. He needs to receive the healing. He comes with baggage. You don't know what he carries. So stop blaming yourself. And we learned that early on, Jeff, you never take the glory, but you never take the blame. Mm. And when we removed ourselves from wow. that, we had faith to go at it every time, to go at it. Now, I'm going to talk about this mm. woman who went for it. Now, again, in Western society, what's the big deal, Yvonne? But in Middle Eastern society, as a woman, you never step in the midst of men. And you certainly do not touch men, and especially a rabbi. Yeah. And you're bleeding, which means that you're just going to defile him. And you're going to hinder him from ministering mm -hmm. for at least seven days. So you get to see the consequences of, you know. So what I'm saying, Jeff, is it wasn't that easy for her. And so the Bible says, Mark says that there was this woman. She suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She suffered a great deal from many doctors. And she spent so much money trying to get better, but she got so much worse. She, here we go, she heard of Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. Mm -hmm. And when you hear, that's why I always tell people, if you want faith to rise, hear testimonials 
of what God did in others' lives. Yeah. Because a testimony means God do it again. And you're hearing God heal someone from cancer or whatever. And you're thinking, he did it for her. He surely can do it for me. So this woman approached Jesus because she heard. And although her condition seemed impossible, although it's been 12 years, Jeff, going from a doctor to a specialist to let's get a different opinion. Let's go and try another doctor. And all those years, right, she is getting worse and worse and she is thin. And you can just imagine she's fragile. She has no energy and she could have easily mm. given up. Yeah. But she heard of Jesus. I wonder what happens to us when we hear what Jesus has been doing all around the world and even when we read the Gospels. And so when she heard of Jesus, here we go, she did not stop. And we call this actions that release the healing. Yeah. So even the man with a shriveled hand, Jesus said to him, stretch out your hand. In other words, you want to exercise that muscle of faith, mm -hmm. do something. No one taught her that, Jeff. She's never gone to a healing school. She's never gone to teach. She just thought, I believe I need to do something. And I'm seeing this in my spirit mm. now. You're watching this and you're like, I'm going to do something. Whether it's moving your arm, whether it's, you know, trying to speak if you're not speaking, whether it's rebuking depression of you, whatever it is, but do something. And she said she came up from behind him through the crowd and she touched him. Why did she touch him? Here we go. It's not because she's trying to test what's going to happen. She's not, she's not touching him to be like, well, let's see if that what works. Yeah. You know, she yeah. doesn't have the if you can faith. Mm. She doesn't have that. She is saying this for she thought in herself. This is faith. Faith is when you believe in your heart that this is going to happen. In other words, she settled the matter in her heart mm -hmm. first. And then she said, if I can just touch him, if I can just get a hold of that garment of his, I will be healed. She didn't say, I may be healed. I should be healed. I'll figure out what happens to me. I could be healed. You know, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this because I'm going to get healed. It's exactly the type of faith when Abraham was going up the mountain to sacrifice his son. And the servant said to him, you know, and he left the servant behind. And this is a word for someone. There's times in life when you want to exercise great faith. There's going to be people that you can't take right. with you to right. places because they yeah. will think that you are losing your mind. Mm -hmm. But even Isaac said to him, dad, we have the wood. We have the knife. We have everything. Where's the sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And although Abraham's heart would have been torn to pieces, would have been bleeding, but he said to him, son, God will provide right. the sacrifice. That is the same faith in action when he took up his son to sacrifice. Him. God, that's gnarly. That's like gnarly level of faith, man. Like <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, Jeff, like this is modern day application. Now people are, you know, I call this faith, it's the crossing all barriers. 
nothing okay. nothing will hinder that this comes out of great intimacy like now if a woman is bleeding sure she still comes to church they'll come to to get prayed for yeah. you know we're not living in that constrained you know society or that mindset right it's an old versus new covenant yeah, thing so, and all well, that too what yeah. people might be thinking okay what what's the application of that now like what what is it now i i tell people that what's between here between these two earlobes there's a lot of challenges mm-hmm. oh i i cannot ask I, I cannot ask God for that. No, no, no. God is not going to do this. No, no. God, it's it's a lot of barriers. Or it could be external. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. As Yvonne said, you know, like, oh, don't pray for, for something like that. Or there might be voices around you mm-hmm. saying, you know, you you've just it's not it's not god's will for you or yeah, this is your lot in life this is who you are blah, blah, blah. this is your cross bear your cross and walk yeah. and be, be yeah. glad that god has given you this to walk with and and it's it's gonna you're gonna learn so much and you're gonna be transformed i say yeah that that's that's all uh unbiblical because this woman this woman crossed all barriers of her time she did not care that the men would get defiled. She did not care that she was bleeding. She did not care at looking at herself, and you might be looking at yourself and say, "Oh, but you don't know what I've been through. Look at my look at look at me. I've I've lost everything. Or I, I, the 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 disease is eating me alive right now. I don't have faith. Or I've I've evangelized to so many people and none of them came to the Lord. Or I've set a bad example. You know, I'm one person at church and yeah. someone else and and they, they look at me and they, they they went away from the Lord because of me and you're living with that shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you that the Holy Spirit is telling you right now to cross and take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Don't elevate your experience and the hindrances and the barriers mm-hmm. that people or yourself put on yourself. A lot of people, self-made barriers mm-hmm. in the mind in the thoughts, in the will. A lot of people I speak to, they say, I don't have it in me to get up and pray anymore. Yeah. I just don't have the energy. Why? Because on mm. the inside, yeah. their mindset are no longer operating out of the intimacy, but out of the physical awareness of what state they're in. And they're saying, it's just too hard. Hmm. I cannot do it anymore. But this type of faith, she's made, she's already, she knows it's certainty. Mm-hmm. That's faith. It's a done Certain- deal. I just got to get there. I just got to touch him yeah. and things will happen. I'm going to get healed. And this is where I think, I feel even my spirit right now speaking, that God wants to shift some people into that. Yeah. Because you know what? He is a healer. He is my healer. He's willing. He's able. And he will do it right now amen 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 now let's get to my favorite one (laughs) (laughs) my favorite um and i'm gonna call this reckless faith and i want to say this jeff that sometimes when we believe god for something and we don't get the answer to what we're um praying for it could be a test and so Faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Yeah. 
for us to move to the next level of faith, we need, we, we will face a test. And so we come to this man, his name is Bartimaeus. And I know that Mark is trying to, well, Luke doesn't really tell us the meaning of his name, but Mark does, Mark doesn't care. He says that his name is son of filth which means that he grew up with this nasty identity that he's just so filthy. Man. And, you know, the Bible tells us that yeah. what, what's the key that unlocks that particular story is that the Bible says that Jesus entered Jericho only to pass by. In other words, Jesus had absolutely no intention in staying in Jericho. He did not have an intention to heal anyone there. He was only passing by. But as he was passing by, Bartimaeus, who is a blind beggar, the Bible says, was sitting down and begging. And hearing a multitude go by, he inquired what's going on. I'm, I'm reading out of Luke 18. And they said to him, it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by. And you get to understand, Jeff, there's something really amazing is that when an importing guest, even in Middle Eastern culture, comes to a village, because he's important, people walk a far way out to bring and honor this guest. It's like now when a popular speaker comes and you go to the airport to get the speaker. Okay. So, yeah. so they are already walking and we already know that many banquets, or we assume many banquets were already prepared in Jericho for Rabbi Jesus because he's very famous at this time. But he already declined all those banquets and he said to them i'm only passing by but when he heard the cry of bartimaeus bartimaeus begins to cry and he begins to address jesus using a rare messianic title he says to him son of david have mercy on me most people maybe miss that but david was promised a descendant, and his descendant would rule forever. And so from him, the Messiah would come. Bartimaeus is addressing Jesus for who Jesus is. Yes. In other words, this is Hebrew eleven six. If you come to God, you better believe that God exists and that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. That is faith. Don't come and speak to the wall. Don't come and speak to the ceiling. Bartimaeus knew exactly who Jesus was and was addressing him. It says, and those around him rebuked him. And they said to him, shut up. Now, he's, he comes his faith. He did not shut up. <laughs> he did something crazy. Yes. He cried even Loud. louder. Yes. This is faith. Faith is not just, I mean, I love the woman with the issue of blood. She came in, she touched him. She was very quiet. But maybe if someone saw her about to touch him and said, to her, don't do that. She made it was okay, I'm not. But no one could stop Bartimaeus. Mm. This is faith, and this is what released his miracle. He was so desperate for his healing, Jeff, that even, well, a lot of people don't know this, and it's one of my favorite parts to teach. But Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you mean? What a heartless question. Is like, Did you know? <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Yeah. And this is just a glimpse 
um, from our upcoming book. It's just a little gl a glimpse that I'm going to share. Ooh. But a lot of people don't know this, Jeff, that begging in Middle Eastern culture is a recognized profession. And so everyone is expected to be pious. Everyone is expected to give to the poor. And so if the poor are not there, how are you going to fulfill your God-given obligation? So we so poor people or beggars believe you need me to fulfill the obligation. <laughs> it's funny, right? The loophole, yeah. Right? So in Western culture, the beggar will tell you, give me a buck for a coffee. In Middle Eastern culture, they'll never do that. Beggars sit in a public place. They put out their hand and they say, give to God. In other words, my needs are beside the point. You are not giving to me. You're fulfilling your God-given obligation. And when you give to a beggar in the Middle East, they stand and they bless you and they pronounce blessing over your family and your business so everyone's happy. You're happy because you just got blessed. Mm. God's happy because God saw your heart and the beggar's happy. But this is the key. Every profession needs qualification. Uh -huh. What is the qualification that would qualify Bartimaeus to become a successful, high-income-earning beggar? He's blind. <laughs> it's blind. A, exactly. Yeah. If, if he had a physical disability, if he had one arm that was amputated, it's okay. No one would give him much money because he has another one. If he has a leg, the same thing. But if he is blind, Jeff, he has a doctoral degree <laughs> in medicine. <laughs> highly qualified, he yes. Yeah. Highly qualified, and he is Wonderful. racking up. He's racking up. His business has such goodwill because he's been begging. He's never gone to school. He's never been educated. And he has had people giving to him ever since he was born. And Jesus now asks the question, are you that desperate for mm. your healing? Mm. Is your faith that great that you are willing to let go of all of this income? That you are willing to let go of everything you ever have learned because of that healing? And by the way, Skurif said, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I did not know. Thank you for opening my eyes. I'll go back to begging. Hmm. But the Bible says he threw his rope. That's faith. He threw his begging rope and he got up and he cried and he said to him, so I want to see. And the Bible says that Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has not healed you, by the way, has saved you. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you, you know, like going back, as you said this, and I wrote it, I, I love when, when God just speaks while we're ministering like this. He says, what did you want me to do for you? You know why, Jeff? Why? Because, because blind Bartimaeus could see what a lot of people could not see. Mm. Mm. And Jesus saw his reality. Hallelujah. And this is a word of encouragement to someone. Yeah. The, the, you know, he saw his reality, that his eyes were open in the spirit. Because he knew for certain that if Jesus stopped, and the Bible says Jesus stopped and asked him this question. If Jesus stopped for you right now, your disability will become 
what qualifies you to do what God is calling you to be and do. And and people might want to read this again. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but but whatever is holding people back, whatever is holding you back right now, whatever the enemy has made such a, and I'm not blowing his trumpet, the enemy's trumpet, no. But whatever the enemy has succeeded to make such an obstacle, like this guy, he was blind. Mm -hmm. But what he could see in the spirit and what he could perceive as what Jesus is capable of doing, despite people going to him, shut up, he's walking. He's not coming here to heal. He's just passing by. He set his sight on Jerusalem. He is not going to stop for you. You are a blind beggar and you shall stay the same. He's saying no. And some, some of us right now, you need to put a stop. You need to take that identity off. This is why he took that robe off. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Whatever identified him as a beggar, hmm. as a blind beggar. Yeah. He threw that. He couldn't care less. He says, you know what? All my life on the roadside with that coat as a beggar, I am even called Bar, which is son of Timaus, which is filth, mud. I will always sit in the mud. No, God is saying to you, the Holy Spirit is awakening your spiritual senses right now to your true identity in Jesus the Christ, the love that he has for you. And that your faith would rise up and say, despite my blindness, despite my hindrance, despite my disability, even in the spirit, God will come through. Uh, but, you know, you, we need to take action. We need, if one said, you know, uh, faith is not silent, uh, dormant. No, faith is action. As, as we take one step, he will stop. And he will ask the question. But Jesus saw him in the spirit as someone who could see a lot more than many around him who were not blind but couldn't see. Hmm. They were actually blind in the spirit, and this mm. is the this is the thing in faith right now. The level four, the level, the four levels of faith are: is he willing? Is he able? Is he the one who's going to stop and power will go out of him, or is he the one who's calling you now for scandalous, reckless level of faith to say, you know what, Lord, you said it; it shall happen. Hmm. I have a disability. I don't have enough faith. I, my experiences, all of that, I'm going to lay aside. I'm going to take all that fear and doubt off. And I'm going to run towards you and be rest assured that he will stop because your miracle is near. Hmm. This, is, this is that faith that, uh, you know, it's like he changed his career. He didn't care about what was said, what was hmm. done. The more yeah. they put you down, the more you get up and fight more. Yeah. Come on. So good. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's like abandoning <clears throat> his sole piece of income. And, and maybe there's a lot of, not maybe, there undoubtedly was a lot of uncertainty as a result of him knowing, knowing the, 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 ramifications of him abandoning his he doesn't know anything else yeah he's never been and jeff is that's that, his title yeah and it shows you 
that even after his healing, he still had to move in faith and live in faith because he didn't know where he was going to live the next day. People are not going to give him anything. You could imagine waking up in the morning and it's like, oh, I can see who's going to give him anything. Mm -hmm. But yet he received his sight. And I just believe that there's so many people. And I don't know where you are in all of this. I mean, we shared so many stories. Um, God knows where you are in all of this. But wherever you are, I want to end on this, Jeff. Yeah. All these people got healed. Whether it's the woman with the issue of blood, whether it's Bartimaeus, whether it's the man's son in, um, in Mark 9, or whether it's um, the leper, the, the man with leprosy in Mark 1, they all got healed. And that should make you believe in one thing. It is not by works so no one can boast. Mm. So it is by a relationship. It is by knowing who you are in mm. Christ mm. and just telling God how you feel. Lord, I really feel I don't have enough faith. Sometimes someone else has to have faith for you, like the four friends mm -hmm. who opened up the ceiling and brought them in. He didn't have any faith for himself, but his friends had faith for him. And maybe you're watching us right mm. now. And you're thinking, Yvonne, Mina, Jeff, I don't have faith. Would you? Do you even have faith for me? We're going to pray for that. We're going to pray yeah. to release that. We're going to pray for healing. But at the same time, if you want to grow in faith, it's the time to remove every obstacle that hindered your growth with the Lord and just come into this maturity, walking into sonship. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. Yeah. I have an inheritance and I am going to use my inheritance. Yeah. Come on. Feel God's presence. He's so heavy, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love for you guys to pray. Ah, so, so, some uh, some people, let me declare this in their way. Some people are about to be baptized in the spirit. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> that, that, that love. You know, whenever we speak about his love, mm. and uh, even if you are a spirit filled believer, there is a fresh just outpouring of the Spirit for you. And as you, as you go in and you say, you know what, I don't care. I know He is able. I know He is willing. I know He will stand for me. I know that once I touch Him, despite all circumstances, I'm not going to live like a leper. I'm not going to live with a distorted mental condition that I'm believing falsely about myself that I'm a failure, that I am uh, good for nothing, that I'm, I'm going to be depressed, I'm going to have a horrible ending. And some of us, uh, and you're hearing this right now, and you've had somebody commit suicide in your family, and you're saying, I'm battling that suicide spirit. I, I want you just to reach out right now. And any mental health condition right now, in the name of Jesus, yeah. Father, we come to you right now. Mm -hmm. And as Jesus said, that I know that you hear us, but so that they may believe. Right now, Holy Spirit, I release your presence for peace, for comfort, for an awakening of identities. So that those who are receiving right now would know that you are a beloved son or a beloved daughter. Yeah. And nothing will change that. Because let me declare this over you. Once a son, always a son. Hmm. 
once a daughter always a daughter despite what you have done and you are saying mina as you're praying i'm being convicted by the holy spirit yes the holy spirit will convict you into his deep love not into despair not into hopelessness not into a, being away from him he'll actually draw you right into his embrace so this is my prayer for you and i want you to pray that through as if one will release right now a measure of faith and and it doesn't matter where you are because there isn't just four levels there is we have believed and united in an unlimited god do not limit him you haven't walked on water yet you haven't moved mountains yet you haven't raised the dead yet you haven't and maybe you haven't even prayed for someone and seen them recover you haven't cast a demon out so if that's you it is your opportunity right now amen amen as, as mina was speaking i began to hear the holy spirit give me key directions he said ivon you need to break off the spirit of offense hmm. Offense towards the Lord, feeling offended, discouraged, and hopelessness. So I want to do that. Father, I thank, thank you. you. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and to minister to your people. We just ask, God, that you would release your love over them right now. Yes, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we come before you, Lord. And we've renounced every spirit of offense, every spirit of offense which made us believe that you are not for us, that you have not been hearing us. Yes. Father, in Thanks. Jesus' name, I break the power of this demonic spirit, every demonic spirit of discouragement and fear and hopelessness. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I break off those spirits off of them right now. And I release your love. You. I release your joy and I release your peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus we take authority over their spiritual eyes to see yes, and Lord. to feel your love Thank right you. now. Thank that their eyes would open and that they will see you embracing them. That they will feel the warmth of your love, and they will hear your voice saying, daughter, I love you. Son, I love you. And it is my greatest honor to walk this journey with you. Thank you because this is your promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Father, in the name of Jesus, those that are believing for something yes. and it's being hindered, Father, in the name of mm -hmm. Jesus, mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. we take authority to command all oh. unbelief to leave. I renounce all unbelief off of you right now. And I release faith. God's type of faith that you would operate in mountain moving faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release a greater measure of faith 
faith to move mountains, faith for conditions mm. to be healed. Father, in the name of Jesus, give them a sign, even as we're praying for them right now. I rebuke sickness and disease, yes, that all pain would leave your body. Right. I break of depression, suicide, fear, and anxiety. In the name of Jesus, get out right now. And I release the love of Jesus that you would just begin to sense this feeling of joy, this sense of being rested in the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, intensify your presence. Ura papa yerias tu crendetli diasturu ripa suta lada yasikrinda. If you are tired, if you're exhausted, this is the time to say, Baptize me in the Holy Spirit, fill me afresh with power. The Bible says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we release the power of the Holy Spirit. The chains are falling off right now, that you are feeling this power and the love of God operating in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, intensify your presence that they will be able to operate in all the gifts of the Spirit. Lift up your hands and say, here I am, Lord. Baptize me afresh. Baptize me and you. This is not about a teaching show. This is about the Lord encountering you in a fresh and mighty way. And I just thank you because you're doing it right now. And I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, man. God is awesome. God is legit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, man. I just want to like, I just want to like, Lay lay down on the ground right now, <laughs> but I'll st- we'll stop the show. All right, uh, before I do that, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, tell people how they can follow you guys, what you guys are doing. Obviously, you have celebratefreedomministries.org. You always you guys always have classes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that you're doing. Yeah. yeah, discipleship on Wednesday nights eight. PM EST. It's a free event. Just go on our website and register. Yeah. We love to do this. Is our mandate make disciples of all nations. So there's people from all nations tuning in at 8 p.m. EST, and we just go into teaching mode, prophetic mode. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And you know, you get your notes and, and you start taking notes down. And if you're not being discipled, let me tell you, we are called to be disciples, Amen. not just to go to church uh, one one day a week and then forget about him. No, to be uh, students of the word yeah. and, and just really follow him. And that's what we do. We journey on yeah. every Wednesday night and we have a in a healing school that's starting on the 26th of Feb. Uh, that's an amazing course. If you felt like the the word for the lepers today, yeah. it was like, oh, you know, I feel people have had so much breakthrough doing that school and Holy Spirit will come and just yeah. touch them and uh, enter the heavenly realms. And it's been a lot of fun, fun. with the uh, testimonials. So just get, hop on the website and see what the Lord speaks to you about. Yeah. So it's going to be tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Yeah. 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 Get and- in on it. 
Yeah, and we're on Rumble as well. We prefer that people follow us on Rumble. Um, it's just a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also if you can join the, join the mailing list, we're giving away a, my free book and a Where's gift. Where's the book? Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, this. So we're giving away these CDs. two. Oh, yeah. 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 So if anyone um, partners with the ministry, especially for the missions work that we're doing, then they will receive that as a Absolutely. gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you guys have a new book coming yes. out, right? Hey, so <laughs> yeah, you can pre order now. It's actually coming out on the 5th of March. Yes. The love of Yeshua yeah. through the Middle Eastern eyes. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. Yeah. Just like, unpacking. Yvonne gave, like, we've been talking and she gave me, like, just like little bits and pieces and i was like dude this is yeah yeah i always yeah. say you know uh french fries are not hot chips <laughs> yeah <laughs> two different things french fries versus hot chips <laughs> yeah oh it's it's an eye opener jeff people will just fall in love with jesus afresh because of the deep revelation of how culture when you understand the culture of the day his radical love will become so real and you'll be so surprised because a lot of the stories that we read and we are accustomed to, they'll be like, what? They've just taken like when this. When we look through the lens of Western eyes, yes. a lot of stuff yeah. for me, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, like I've learned a lot in the process of, you know, my walk with the Lord. And like, as you study the word, I'm like, oh, okay, this actually has significance because of this. But yeah. you guys just like, Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I remember you telling a little bit. You did like the story of the prodigal son. Uh, right? Eastern eyes, and I was just like, you, yeah. mean, you mean the two sons? <laughs> the two sons. Okay. The prodigal father. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> see, that's that's a good illustration right there. Yeah. 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 So reveal the father. He didn't worry about the son and the two sons. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's really cool. No, I'm, I'm pulling your leg. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, it's hard to tell with you. I was like, I don't know if you're doing some like deep cut Middle Eastern, whatever. It is. You do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I say, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh -huh, right. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Jesus didn't die on the cross. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you anything, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So that's coming out on March 4th. Fifth, that you said. Yes, That's right. They can pre-order now. How yeah. can people pre-order it? Website. It's, yeah. Just on the website. Amazon on the website. Come on, celebratefreedomministries.org, and just go on. You'll see the new link for the yeah um, new book, and you can just order that. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have a picture of it yet, but we're getting one. But there will be one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys both. I love you guys. This is so good. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow, which is Wednesday. We've got Justice Enloe Keel back on. So it's Johnny Enloe's daughter. Um, we're going to be talking more about her book, Feminist to Feminine. It just dropped. Fantastic. Uh, talking about the snare that is uh, modern feminism and just feminism in general and returning back to her femininity. And, um, and so uh, we just, we got on a roll. We started talking some more and I was like, we got to do part two. So um, <laughs> that's cool. going to be tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Justice and Loki. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.